All right, we are back with episode three. These, This is your Brown Liquor Girls, of course, Shonda D and Naked Nikki. We have a special guest for this episode. On this episode, we will basically be talking about the process to pregnancy and what that is like for lesbians and all of the challenges and complications and all of the things that is incorporated with the whole process. So, without further ado, I would like to introduce our special guest. Britt, say something for the people. What's going on? What's going on? It's Britt. It's Britt. Y'all know it's Britt. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, hold up. Hold up. And she is stud. And her titties is out. Oh God! Your titties out. Here me. we go with the titties. Because after after eight o'clock, my bra comes off. Titties is out. I ain't got no shirt on or nothing. B. I'm just out here naked. Why do you know that? <laughs> oh my God! Yo. Stud or no stud, they out. They out. <laughs> I am mad at that. Uh, hey, for real. I, I told you, I ain't the only one that be out here naked as hell. And B, she done already had her dinner blunt. So it's about to get real, right? It's about to get real, real in here. I'm gonna touch on some things because you know I'm, I'm I'm naked and I always like to be emotional. We got B out here. I've had conversations with her as well. Uh, everybody that's at this round table today is real. It's real lesbianism. It's going to be some real lesbianness, and we just want to give out some good info. And you know what I'm saying? Just try to help one another uh, through these different processes. And we just want to be able to help answer any questions along the way. Right. So like Shonda said, we're going to be touching on pregnancy right now. And my girl B, stud, how old are you, B? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. I'm sorry, how old are you, B? I'm 35. 35. So, do you want to give a little background about yourself? Like, give us a little, give us a little intro on who you are. Sure, no problem. Let me get my little drink. Uh huh. Get your drink, girl. This is this is brown liquor, girl. Get your drink. Right. She got a little bit of brown, but it's tequila. <laughs> That's fine. She got her Cuervo. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So <clears throat> again, I'm Brett. Um, I'm 35. I don't usually tell my age, but hey, we being honest today. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm 35. I came out. Um, I was probably right right after I turned 16. I came out. Um, everybody, we all know the challenges of coming out and, you know, knowing if how people are going to take it and what they're going to say and the judging and all that, you know, jazz there. But I'm happy to say, what, 20, 19 years later, I'm good. I'm, I'm in a very good space. I'm happy. I'm very happy with my sexuality. Um, and I'm ready to just expand my family. I've been ready. Um, but there's just been some challenges along the way. So, um, that's just where I'm at in life right now. Just trying to expand, expand my family and, and take it to the next level. You know, I have a, I have a partner. We've been together a year and a half now. Um, and, and she wants to do the same. She doesn't have any kids of her own. I don't have any of my own. So, you know, we're just, we're just ready to go. And it's had its challenges and I'll be more than happy to, you know, go into depth with that. That's what's up. And you're going to be the one that carry though, right, B? I am. I am definitely carrying. I've always had the desire to carry. Um, I've kind of always wanted the best of both worlds. I wanted to do it myself, and then I also wanted to experience having a woman carry. 
Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. I've always wanted to carry my own child, though. Like, that's never been a doubt in my brain. Right, right. That's what's up. Right. Have you ever wanted to, you know what I'm saying, have consensual sex with a man to have the baby? Or have you thought about that option? Was that an option when y'all thought about how y'all are going to go about the process? And then I'll be a whole, I'll be a lot, um, I'll be really honest with you, very transparent. It was not, it was not anything that I ever thought I would ever do. You know, I would never want to have consensual sex with a man just to have a baby because it, it, to me, it's not honest. I mean, it may be honest in some eyes, but it's not honest in my eyes because that's not who I am. I feel that. So to go ahead and do that, I'm kind of putting myself in a very stressful and awkward position where when you're trying to have a baby, stress is the least that you need to be, you know, at right. that point. So that's that's a very uncomfortable position for me. So I've never considered it. Um, <laughs> excuse me, after the couple of tries that I've had, don't get me wrong, it's crossed my mind lately. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. It's crossed my mind. But I don't think I'll ever take it there. Okay. So you kind of touched on this a little bit, but why now? Like, why why is it that you want to start the process now? What made you want to do it at this age, at this stage in your life? Like, what brought about the conversation to start the process between you and your partner now? Well, um, I've actually been wanting to do this for, I'll honestly say for the last six years, I've really, the urge has just been really strong. Um, but I also had around Mm -hmm. that time ended a very long relationship. So I didn't want to go into having a baby, uh, without getting my mind right, you know, after a breakup and things like that. So I did take that time, um, just to just get back to Brittany and, and figure out what Brittany wanted in life. And then during that time, I just enjoy single life. Um, so once I got that out of my system, about two years ago is when I said, you know what, it's time. That's um, you're older, you know, it's it's just, it's time. And at that point, I was still single. So I didn't care whether I was with a partner or not. Yeah, yeah. You and know, that's, I didn't care. that's very important that you were able to consider, like, not doing it while you were going through your your breakup. Like, because a lot of people will do it from a hurt place. And then they end up having a baby and resenting the child. You know what I'm saying? Or the process. Or the process, yeah. So I think that's very commendable that you took the time to, you know what I'm saying, get your mind right, like you said, and get with a partner that would be supportive. And you waited until you were ready again to go through the process. I think that's very important. Definitely. You just have to be in a good mind space to even do to even do this. Yes. Like your mind has to be clear, your stress has to be clear. Like it just it's a very vulnerable situation. So you have to be in a great space. That's important. So outside of your partner, do you have any other support systems in place? Um, family, friends, loved ones? Is there any, anyone that is opposing of the idea in your circle or, you know what I mean? Like, is everybody on board? My support system is through the roof. Like, I have probably the biggest support system I could ever ask for. From my parents to, I have the best of friends. Like, they, they're awesome friends. And I've had these friends for over 15 years. 
So it's longevity in that. So they're extremely supportive. Um, my my siblings, I mean, I my support system is amazing. I couldn't ask for anything better. And B, you are an amazing person too. I, I met you, what, like 2011? Right when you came home. Right when I came home from, from prison. So I remember, you know what I'm saying, like when I first met you, the relationship that you were in, the young lady that you were dating as well, and y'all did, y'all had a very large family. And she had kids, so that yeah, was hard. Yeah. You know, to kind of step outside of that. And I was going to touch on that, Nick. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to touch on that because that was one of the reasons that was kind of holding me up a little bit mm-hmm. because she had four children. Right, I remember. You know, and I was under 30 at that time. Yes. So I can't be trying to bring no more babies into this. Right, <laughs> right. That's a lot. And, and though, B was holding it down. You know what I'm saying? She, she was holding it. You was living in, um, like, Wilkinsburg. She was going all the way over to the other side of town, holding it down, working, you know what I'm saying, doing all the right things, you know what I'm saying, as a, sure as a stud, support. as a woman, as a, you know what I'm saying, as a family. Like, she was holding it down, and I and I can definitely, you know, contest to that. And six years after that breakup, I have a link up with my boys this weekend. Yes, and I do see that you still, you know what I'm saying, that you and her, y'all still communicate, and that she still, you know, lets you see the kids, so that was a good thing, like, um, I'm glad that that worked out for you, I don't know the ins and outs or the behind the scenes of what happened behind that, but I've seen you on several occasions, though, still with the boys, and that is awesome, I'm glad that worked out for you as well, because I know it was hard to step away from her and the children. Absolutely. Right. That's all. That's always a tough situation, and we put six years in, so I proposed and everything. So right. that was that was tough for me. But once I got back to Brittany, I, that's when the, my baby situation came back for me because I had to get back to the things that I wanted for myself. Right. So, question: I, I, in one of my relationships, I dated someone that had kids. I actually dated two different people that had kids. Why did you feel like it was important for you to stay connected to the children after the breakup? Uh, my breakup it took a toll on the children. Um, they were at very vulnerable ages. So you figure at the time I raised my youngest son so, um, from the time that he was one. And our breakup happened when he was seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. So, yeah, and that is a long time. Life. And so those... Under- those are teenagers yeah those are the formidable years so yes you know so it was hard for them and it was hard for me i tell you like to not wake up to them to not wake up to them on christmas to not you know those things were very very difficult and i don't know that it was more so important than it was just the connection and what we had together my kids they love me Right. And they, they they call me, they check on me and all that. So it wasn't just me, you know, it was them too. They they wanted they wanted that. So and I was right here for it. So it was more just a connection than than importance because the kids made sure they showed that even though I was out of the house, I was still a part of their lives. I know that's right. How do they feel about you having the baby? Are they ready to, you know what I'm saying, to blend the family? Is your girlfriend ready, you know what I'm saying, to do that blend for the family? 
again, I'll be again very transparent. <laughs> my girls, um, my girls, again, my kids now, my, my oldest son will be 19 next month. Oh, Jesus. My, <laughs> right. My, my, oldest da- my oldest daughter just turned 16. My youngest daughter will be 15 next month. And then my son is 12. He'll be 13 in February, right? Right. So, my girls all for it. You know, they, they, they're always supportive. My oldest son, he took that, like, personal. Mm-hmm. He took it personal how eager and how much I wanted a kid mm-hmm. and how much I talked about it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, he took it real personal. He did. And I didn't expect that, guys. I didn't expect that. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was he was real um, kind of jealous, you know, a little bit. He was very boisterous on, oh, you're trying to replace us. Mm. Okay. Or, and I had made a statement on Facebook, and I said I was done raising other people's kids, meaning, <clears throat> meaning at the time I didn't want a relationship with people with children. Right. So I had made a statement on Facebook. I was done raising other people's children. I was you know, ready for mine. And my son went on state on my post. I mean, he went in on me. Like, so who are we? You're done raising us. And I was like, whoa, wait. Right. You know, you took that the wrong way, right, bro. Right, like, right, right. You know what I'm saying? At this time, he's, what, 17, I think. He, had, he was about to turn 18. I'm like, wait, you know? So I had to really talk to him and, and see where he was coming from because I didn't know. But that's, I have no idea. That's you good know? that y'all have that kind of relationship where y'all could communicate to make sure that you know what I'm saying. He could understand that you didn't, you weren't trying to replace them, and you didn't mean for them to take that personal. You just had your own personal reasons why you were making that post. Right. 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 And it had nothing to do with them. You know. Right. I already did what I did with them. I was just saying in the future, but I, I guess the way I said it, he was just, I mean, he took it so personally. I did not expect that. And like I said, my kids have always been real supportive. So when that happened, it kind of made me step back and be like, okay, Brittany, pay attention to how your actions are still affecting them. Right. Right. Okay. And basically, like, what you post on social media, too, because you you have to be careful on how you word things. And then sometimes when you do post something, you can't be offended when somebody, you know what I'm saying, comes to you and says something. But And sometimes you have to explain yourself. And I'm just glad that y'all was able to have that conversation right. and you were able to express yourself and he was able to express himself and y'all got through it. That's what, you know what I'm saying, being family is all about. So right. that's exactly. what's up. That's what's up. Right. Um, uh, how do you feel, or that? Uh, how do you feel? Are you worried about being judged because you're an aggressive woman, because you are a stud, and you want to carry? I'm past that stage. Right. Um, there was a point, you know, when I was a little younger, there was a, you know, a point like, damn, you know, what do people want to think? Um, you know, those cross your mind when you're younger. Now, I, like I said, the age I'm at, I can get too. I don't know if I cuss on this thing or not. You can cuss, baby. You can cuss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got zero fucks, okay? Like, I don't, I, I, I don't care. It, that means, that is the least of my concerns when dealing with this situation. Like, I don't care. To me, it's beautiful. I'm a woman at the end of the day. Right. At the end of the day and the beginning of the day and in the middle of the damn day. 
I'm a woman. Right. Yes. And I'm here to produce, whether right. I'm gay right. or the hell not. You know what I'm saying? So as a stud, if you choose not to be fruitful, that's your choice. But understand, honey, that's why I'm here. Okay. Right. So the body is going to tell you what you need to do. Right. And my body been telling me, you need to have a damn baby. Like, right. I'm not, it's in my, like, it's in my physical, it's in my emotion, it's in my mental. Like, I feel the craving of fertility, not just having my own child, just fertility altogether, the pregnancy, the, the whole nine yards. So, if they can't get with that, that's, Y'all got that's something personal. You got to deal with exactly, it. exactly. Yep, and, and, and as I'm we take my stud ass and my sweatpants <laughs> and take my pictures with my pregnant ass belly, okay, and my dress, right, okay, with my girl kissing my stomach and everything. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and that's right. That's one of the reasons why we wanted to create this space so that you know what I'm saying, studs and aggressive women that are listening, like you do not have to be afraid to walk a different path or to be a woman like you can still be a woman and be a stud you can still be an aggressive woman have your titties out and you can still sag your pants if you want to and wear your boxers I did boxers and bra sets for the longest but anywho we ain't, <laughs> we ain't even gonna talk about my craziness right now <laughs> we're gonna, we gonna keep it moving and we're gonna keep it on you B because what you're giving us right now is just so fruitful so hit her, hit her, hit her with the next question So just so everybody kind of knows what the process looks like, walk us through the process. Like, how did you start the process? Did you have a conversation with your girlfriend first? Did you go to the doctor first to see if you were still able to get pregnant? Did you hit up your insurance company to see if you had coverage for that? Like, walk us through the process. What was the process like? So my process started officially the beginning of last year right before COVID okay and that's when I set in my mind I wanted to get pregnant by September of that year okay so I was actually in a relationship not in a relationship with me now but I was actually in a relationship and the person I was with I did not find to be exactly ready for a baby right now and that's important. That's important. I had I got rid of her. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to be equally yoked for that. Like, you got to be ready for that. Yeah. I, you can't even turn your nose up when I mention it. Right. And after, I'll get rid of you. Right. Exactly. So, she was gone. Boom. Bang, All, right. Gone. All right. So, hold up, B. Was this after we came back up from the cruise? Right before we left, bro. Okay. 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 Because when you was on the cruise, you told us, like, I'm having I'm having me a baby because you said yeah. it. Right yeah. before we left. So I came back home after that cruise, which was in February. Soon as we came home, COVID hit. Yeah, as soon as we. So I had to do a virtual. Um, I had to do like a virtual conversation with a PCP at that time, just to kind of get the ball rolling, let her know what I'm trying to do, so she can send me here, refer me here, boom, 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 boom. Okay. So when I talked to her at that time, wasn't really too much people could do because I can't go to the doctor. Right. So by the time I'm able to go, by the time I'm able to actually contact a fertility clinic and able to get, you know, in contact with them, 
that was my first step because I needed to know what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. So what procedures needed to be done? Am I going to be able to go through my insurance? Like I needed to know what to even call my insurance about. Right. So I'll be honest with you guys. A lot of insurances are not going to cover insemination by a doctor unless you have a fertility issue. That's what I thought. I don't have fertility issues. Nope. I, I, if you ask me, according to my test, I'm about fertile as hell. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you know, so what you do is you go through, there's a lot of tests that they go through just to make sure things flow through. I'm not going to go through all the medical stuff because right. I don't know terminology. Right. But basically, they need to make sure that one, you're going to ovulate and you're going to release eggs. Two, they want to make sure that your fallopian, you can, uh, it flows through, your, you don't have any blockage in your fallopian tubes. Okay. So, just to give you an idea of physical wise. Right. So, everything was fine. Everything's good. And now, I need to locate a donor. Okay. My insurance, again, is not covering the procedure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this procedure is basically... When you are ovulating and your, you know, your eggs are being released, they're basically going to take sperm and insert it straight to your uterus. Mm-hmm. I believe it's your uterus. Mm-hmm. Don't give me a look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a stud, guys. <laughs> but let me let me say this though: B been working in insurance. You work you work in insurance on the phones though too, right? I am not on the phones anymore. I haven't been on the phones for a few years now. I do. Um, I am a claims benefit specialist, oh, okay. so I process Medicare claims. Oh, okay. Ain't nobody in Medicare having no babies, uh-uh. right? Right. <laughs> exactly. All right, I got uh, you. It, but when you go and get the testing done, like they tell you if there's any issues, okay. And then if there are any issues, they'll let you know if your insurance is going to cover it. My insurance wasn't covering nothing. Mm-hmm. It's for like they was covering like my little testing, like fertility testing and things like that. But when it came down to the actual um, insemination, which is an IUI, that's what it's called when you take frozen um, when you take sperm and insert it straight through. Okay. Okay. So I don't need. I didn't need like no extra stuff. So. I was able to get my ball rolling. As soon as I find a donor, I can book me an appointment. As soon as I'm ovulating, boom, let's go. So now, when it comes to talking to my girlfriend, at this time, guys, my girlfriend, as soon as she got in, as soon as we started talking, I told her I was having a baby, with mm-hmm. or without you. So she knew if you were coming into this, this is what we're, this is the move. Right, right, now. right. right. I, and whether I'm with you for the next six months <laughs> or the next six years, I need to do this. For me. So she was on board. She doesn't have any children and she's, you know, ready to take that step. So my girl was on board. Extremely supportive. Extremely. Like she yells at me all the time about my stress level till this day. Even today, she probably yelled at me. Gotcha. So she's extremely supportive. But it's a very emotional situation, guy. I'm going to be honest with y'all. A lot of people think that this stuff is easy. That this is a cakewalk and it just happens. It don't. I have tried three times so far. I am not pregnant yet. Mm-hmm. That has taken some emotional toll on me. Mm-hmm. I bet. I, yeah. I went through like a whole postpartum issue. 
I can imagine that's very depressive when you want this so bad and you go through the process, you do everything, you got tested, everything was fine, and it's just not happening. It's a very, it's a very dark space, especially when, like, my first two tries were at the doctor, okay? Mm -hmm. I did my first two tries at the doctor. So I went online. There's plenty of places that you can go online and search for sperm donors. I'll be honest with you, black folk, a lot of black guys don't donate sperm. Right, right. So don't think that you about to go get you a mandingo out here. It's not (laughs) happening. Like, I had my whole vision of a chocolate guy so I can have this chocolate baby. Right. Ain't no chocolate niggas, excuse me. Um, donating no sperm out here. They're right. just not. Right. You know what I mean? You go on there, you got to, I ain't gonna say weirdos, but they look a little weird, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, so I had to go with the next possible thing, you know, Hispanics or, you know, something like that. Because, right. and this is not, I'm not racist, but I don't want no Caucasian baby. And I, I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't care about no damn pretty hair. My baby can have naps. Right. Okay. I'm not worried about that. So, it's time we have been tracking our ovulation and things like that. We found our donor. And once you purchase the sperm, you can either purchase it right then and there and send it to your doctor and they and they hold it for you for whenever you're ready. Okay. But I'll tell you, a lot of, of some place, uh, places do charge you for so holding hold sperm mm-hmm. for certain periods of time. Mm-hmm. So I just waited until I knew I was going. Right. That's the smart because, thing to do. <laughs> because not only do I have to pay for the sperm, I'm also paying for this procedure. Guys, right. Right. My insurance doesn't cover it. Right. So that's about to cost me like another $400. My sperm just cost me $800 a specimen, and I bought two. Mm. That's $2,000. Right. right. Tax yeah. for shipping costs because I got to have it overnighted. Right. Yeah. All right, so we finding out this is going to be an expensive procedure. It's, you know it's very costly, but I'm going to tell you how to get around it. <laughs> okay, so the first two times, and I didn't have that baby, y'all, I was broken. <clears throat> broken. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'm going to take, give me a couple months. I need a minute. Okay, I took a couple months off, went to Atlanta, partied all crazy. I seen that. Came back. <laughs> Came back, and I tried again. But you know what I did this time? I did a home insemination. Mm-hmm. I purchased that sperm, and it came with a kit and everything. Okay. Okay. And I let my girlfriend do it. We sat here and played silk. I think she played meeting in my bedroom. <laughs> I love it. Come on now. Talk to she me. Setting the, set the mood. She lit, look, she lit the candles, y'all. I said, oh, she about to give me a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, so we did it that time. And that time, it was so personable. I was more relaxed. Mm -hmm. It wasn't dealing with doctors. I don't know what y'all shooting at me. Y'all could be shooting whatever. Y'all could be telling me whatever. You know how we are about doctors. Right, right, right. You know, so I did feel better this time. I did. I felt so much better. I felt good. You know, I kept my positive mood. You know, I, that two-week period is a is a hassle, y'all. I tell you, once you obvious, once you inseminate, you go through a two-week process to either uh, lost my train of thought. Either your period's going to come, 
or you need to take a pregnancy test. That two weeks is the longest two weeks of your life. Right. It's long, okay? <laughs> so when I did that third time and it was the home insemination and I felt so damn good and my period was late, right. I thought I was pregnant. Right. I thought I was pregnant. And my period came, that shit was like five days late. My period is like clockwork, y'all. It ain't never five days late. Yeah. Mm. It played the shit out of me, and I broke down like I ain't never broke down before. I called my mother, and I cried Aww. like a baby. I ain't going to lie to y'all on this thing. Yeah, I can imagine. I cried like a baby. It was so painful. It was, it was so painful. And I don't want to discourage anybody, but I want but this you to is understand to be real. that it's, it's, it, it hurts. Yeah, it's a real it thing. Like, you like... have to be ready. You gotta be ready. And I thought I was. And now I don't know if I was. I really don't think I was. All right. Not the way that I not the way I felt. Well, let me let me say this. Do you think that through the process that you're, you know what I'm saying, that you went through and the process that you're going through right now and you getting ready to do, you know, your next try, do you think therapy, like going to go talk to somebody or having somebody in place, um, if, you know what I'm saying, you do go through it again and it doesn't happen, do you think it would be a good thing for you to talk to someone about it? I do. Okay. I do. And, and I've considered it. Okay. I had, after the way that I felt the last time, I, I I went into a really dark place. I was really depressed, and even my friends even noticed it. Right. And 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 I didn't want to talk about it. You know, you couldn't mention baby to me. I couldn't even watch a TV show right. that had a pregnant woman on it. That's how bad it was for me. I got you. And I just want to say this like really quickly because as black folks. I say as being black and being a lesbian, you know, the the odds, not the odds, but you know what I'm saying? The cards are stacked against us, but it is okay to go and talk to somebody. It is okay to have a therapist on standby. It is okay to reach out to somebody, you know what I'm saying? Other than family, because sometimes it's easier for you to talk to somebody, you know what I'm saying? That has, that don't know you, but has dealt with these type of issues before situations. Um, you know, you may be in a different situation, but I just say that to say this, like, do not skip out on therapy. I've Mm -hmm. done it. You know what I mean? And when you are in that dark place and nothing is really like coming about, sometimes you do need, you know what I mean? That extra support, that extra support. That's all I'm saying. And I just, I just wanted to throw that out there. And a B, like, I just appreciate you for giving us that information so that we could touch on that. Right. Right. And uh, now my next question is because we're going to speak it into existence. We 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 got the donor. We got the mood right. We're going to go ahead and we're going to pop that cherry and, and boom, we pregnant. <laughs> we're we going to fast forward. She's coming. Uh, she'll be, she's coming. <laughs> right. I right. I see all the time because for some reason I just know I'm going to have a girl, y'all. I know that's right. <laughs> and I'll... And, so at this point, I'm on. Um, I'm now about to start uh, a drug that my OBGYN had referred to me. Okay. That actually helps boost my ovulation. Okay. It does allow me to release more eggs. It does increase the um, chances of me having multiples, though. So <laughs> that's the um, that's the good. I actually am okay with that. Like I would mind give me some triplets. I wouldn't care. Right. One and done. I triplets. Oh, but I will be starting here again in October. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, 
Real quick, though, I want to fast forward 10 years from now. 10 years from now, your, your baby girl, princess, she's playing. She's playing with her friend. Her friend is telling her about her dad and what they're getting ready to do. And your daughter comes to you and she wants to know who her pops is. Are you going, like, with, with the process that you're going through with the donor, is your donor going to remain anonymous? Or, like, how are you going to handle that situation? Because I watch a lot of shows and a lot of shows, and I'm watching the L Word right now as well, where they was, you know, Beth's daughter is going through this little phase to where, like, she wants to know who her dad is and what behind her mom's back because now we have the internet and you can just order a test and, you know what I'm saying, swab your mouth, send it off, and they'll send you back, you know, results. Right. You know what I'm saying? So how would you handle that 10 years from now uh, with your daughter coming to you wanting to know, you know, the her, her father's side? Well, I'm... I'm a very honest person, and I want to be very honest with my child. So I want them to know what I went through, what I did to create that child, so that you understand where it came from and why I'm telling you that this person could be anonymous. Um, so that you know why you know why you're here, right? And how you got here. Right. Um, so at you know at ten. Or, you know, whatever age. It really depends on the age and how much information they can absorb. Okay. So that would determine how much information I'm going to provide on the process and what I did. As far as you locating your father, I would never stop any child from doing that. Okay. I would never sit here and tell you, no, it's not possible. He ain't around. He ain't this. He ain't that. Once okay. I give you the information that I can give you, if you decide that that's what you want to do, I'm open for it. I'll help you. Right. That's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. Because a lot of people prefer for for their their donors to remain anonymous because they kind of want to shield their child from that process of... Because you never know where the donor may be in their life if they want to be made aware of that child. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people want to shield their child away from that. But I think... I mean, I think it is important that a child knows their origin, like where they come right. from. And it's all about communication and how you present it to the child. Like right. you can let them know like, Hey, you, at the end of the day, you were made out of love. I wanted you, my partner wanted you. So we made it happen. But this is actually the sperm that you came from. Cause you know, in middle school, they going to start going to reproduction classes and sex ed <laughs> And they're going to be like, well, how did this happen? Because I got two mommies. Right. Right. So the questions are definitely coming. That whole two mommy thing. Right. You know, the backlash from children. That's one thing that we do as parents is we have to take responsibility for how we run the child in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of parents don't do, lesbian or otherwise. Y'all bring these children into a world and then don't want to take responsibility for how what they go through because you brought them here. You That's know, true. I brought my child into a lesbian world, so how dare I not make sure I protect her and try to be there through bullying and things like that? Right. You know, right. I know that that's something that could happen. So I need to be there 110% because I'm the one that made the mistake, not mistake, but I'm the one that made the reason to drink here. Right, you know, right. So, and I feel, I feel, I feel like a lot of parents lose that when they bring their children into situations where you know a dad be dead or oh he's been in jail for twenty years. Well, honey, now you didn't mess them up because you want to be selfish. You know, I don't want to be like that. I love it. 
I love it. I, I, I absolutely love it, B. Me too. And it's beautiful. It is. And I feel like the path that you're going on and everything that you're doing, you're going to get what you want. And you're going to have a little girl, too. I better be invited to the baby shower. I might have to fly you back to Pittsburgh. To everything. <laughs> Wedding, baby showers, gender reveals. You come everywhere, Nick. You know you say that. <laughs> That's uh, Because I like her. Oh, baby girl is is official. I'm marrying her. I ain't, I ain't fucking oh, this one up, oh, I see. I, oh, I know. Yeah, I, I, I ain't fucking this one up. Remember when I was on the cruise? I was on the cruise. I was all over the place. Bitches was baking cakes oh, and... We ain't even going. <laughs> hey, look, I, I wasn't. I wasn't nowhere near. I'm coming for the wedding, though. I'm coming down for Wanda's wedding. I ain't missing that. Oh, so you'll and get I'm a chance to meet her. You'll get a chance yes. to meet her. We're definitely going to be there. I do believe Wanda's going to be having a wedding down here in Tampa with us. Uh, so as y'all can see here, we are family. We want y'all, the listeners, to become family. If you have any questions for Britt, make sure that you hit us up. Uh, we'll give out her information, her Facebook information as well, if you have any questions for her. Britt, do you mind? Not at all. I am an open book. Whatever you want to know, reach out. All right. So reach out. before we end it, is there anything else that you would like the listeners to know about the process, about the steps, about you, you, your partner, anything? Some words just of wisdom. Things. Just make sure that you have your mind space ready for what is to come. This is not an easy process. It is, it's a fun process because, you know, you get to experience something, but just make sure you clear your head. Stress is important. And if you have any type of stress in your life, you need to wait a second, you know, just clear your space, clear your energy, clear the people around you. If the support isn't there, get them from around you. Right. That energy, well, that energy will, it'll, it rubs <laughs> off, okay? Right. And when it comes to fertility, that energy and your peace is like golden. So gotcha. just try to protect your peace and studs. Have these damn kids, okay? Like, I'm overseeing y'all on these social media platforms. Oh, don't catch me pregnant, but y'all want somebody to have your baby. Right. Mm-hmm. Go have one. Right. Right. Because then when they leave you or when things then don't work they, out, they take the baby and that's then... that's the first thing they say. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't have, she had a baby for me and last. Right, because you ain't that baby's dad, goofy. <laughs> you have your own. Right, right. Well, I'm definitely going to be reaching out to you. You know, my son is 25, but mm-hmm. the young lady that I'm dating that I so much love, she's not had the chance to have a baby. And you know what I'm saying? She just adopted a 25-year-old, but she wants to go through that process. And since, you know, I made a decision to be with her, I would never rob her from that. I'm going to definitely be here and I'm going to help her along the way. So we're definitely going to be reaching out to you uh, just, you know, with some personal questions of our own also so that we can stay on the right path since you've already done it and you're, you know what I'm saying, you're walking the path. You're basically going to be the teacher, not just for us, but for a lot of other people as well that's listening to this podcast. So once again, we definitely thank you, cuz. Thank you so much. No problem. Anything you need, Nick. Anything you need, you know that. All right. All right, you guys, y'all heard it here first. This is the process of pregnancy. We wanted to interview Britt because not only is she related to Nikki, but 
she is literally living the process. She is going through the process. And we think it's important that people from all kinds of different backgrounds and walks of life get Mm -hmm. to have this experience. We want you to know from us. Like we said, this is a podcast. This is a space where you can not only just learn information. Of course, we're going to have fun. But we want to also be educational, be informative. We want you to hear this stuff from people that are actually going through it or have gone through it. So Mm -hmm. thank you again, Britt. We really do appreciate it. Um, Of course, we will keep y'all posted with updates because we sure I'm sure people are going to be wanting to know if you got pregnant in October. Right. So (laughs) we'll probably start to follow me that you will see it because I'm going to be very, very informative once it actually happens. So I will show the whole process even from last year. So definitely tune in. So we'll definitely include all of your handles so people can follow you and get questions and ask um, information. Um, And you know what I'm saying? Again, this is Brown Liquor. This is what we are here for, y'all. So reach out. Reach out. Ask questions. Be a part of the team. Yeah, this is what we do. Right, right. So, pull your titties out. Get make sure your titties is out when you're listening to this goddamn show. Every stud better have their goddamn titties out after eight o'clock. Titties is out. Take that bra off. Too late in the day not to have them things. All right, all right, everybody. Like man, it's a wrap. Once again, thank you, B, for coming out. All right, y'all. It was a pleasure. Everyone have a great evening. Prosperity, love. All right. Bye-bye.